We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for the 59th episode of the Pod Ones podcast. I'm your host, Char Char J, joined by my co-host, Luke. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And Harris Productions. How you feeling, everybody? Last Clone Wars episode. Let's go. That is right. Today will be the last Clone Wars arc that we are going to be covering on the Pod Ones podcast. And we are going to be covering Siege of Mandalore, of course. And there's going to be a lot of deep discussions, a lot of uh He's not craziness. here. And uh he's not here, Chris. He's not here. Get out of here. (laughs) Give Carter the credit, man. Uh (laughs) (laughs) but yes, we're gonna be covering uh season seven, episodes nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, which is the the finale of the Clone Wars, and uh it's gonna be fun. So uh Luke, are we ready to get the show on the road? Okay, so our I love first how he just like today. came in, just like okay. Well, you got to transition into it. Okay, so our first guest today is a returner to the Pod Wants podcast. We have three guests today, by the way. Our first guest is a returner to the Pod Wants podcast. He has been on episodes fourteen, the Ryloth arc, episodes forty-one, the Umbara arc, and he's coming on today to talk about the Siege of Mandalore. He was the former Pod Wants podcast Star Wars trivia champion. Let's bring in Brandon at Darth Chaco. Yo, how's it going, everybody? It's good. good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Just ready to hop into it because this arc is hype. Sure game. Sure game. <laughs> absolutely. It's beautiful. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Chaco, where can the good people follow you on the social medias? Yeah, I'm Darth Chaco on TikTok, Darth Chaco on YouTube, Darth Chaco Seven on Twitter, and uh, yeah, I come come say hello. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome! Thanks I'm glad again. you're here. Yeah, thanks again for coming on for the final episode of the Clone Wars. I also can't wait to jump into Rebels because Rebels is my yes, so, yes, yeah. yes. We will be Same starting with a Rebels. lot of people, so we are very excited to move on to Rebels once Clone Wars is all said and done. All right, yep. so our so we only have two guests as of right now, but our third guest will be coming in soon. So we will introduce the guests that we have here today. So let's bring in our new guest. She is a newbie to the Pod Ones podcast. This is the first time I have met her, and for so far, so good. Our conversations have been good. So let's bring in Bly Goop. Hi, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> Thanks again for coming on. We just like to have new people. So I saw your I, I think I followed you early on when you yeah. only had like 100, like, like maybe like 15 followers. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's what it was. But yeah. like I was like, she likes Ahsoka. I think yeah. th- th- this is this could be good. So Lisa thinking um, Lisa being friends. <laughs> yeah. All right. You, well, Chaco, you can't just say that and not do the thing he does afterwards. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Billy, where can the good people follow you on the social media? Yeah, so you can search me, Billy Goop, B L Y G O O P, on Instagram, on TikTok, and on YouTube. Absolutely, go check out her stuff. Um, we actually just subscribed to you on on YouTube, so there you go. Uh, I think you're at like almost right two hundred subs. 
Yeah, very small, but there man, you go. It's hey, it's been really fun. I've been having a great time. I didn't think I was gonna have this much fun, but no, yeah, absolutely. Is this your first podcast? Yes, ever. Yes! This is my first I awesome. love it. I Not, love it. It won't be your last. That's no, yeah, sure. absolutely. No, absolutely. Uh, we've uh, that's what I pride myself on is like going out and finding new people that are just like new, fresh faces in the community and, and like introducing them so that you can get up acclimated and 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 do awesome stuff so uh we we appreciate you coming on and uh i'm so happy that we're your first podcast so i mean there you go it's awesome well we we appreciate that um char it is with a somber heart i know know. everybody everybody in the chat pour one out for gilford godfrey uh summary plot readings because they will not be happening in uh, Rebels. So everybody take a moment of silence. Been a real one. All right. Yes. Let's go, King. So, Pat, this is not, this will not be the last <laughs> reading. <laughs> I mean, it's the last reading for like what three years, four years? Well, how long do we get the bad batch? It's gonna be forever. It won't be. Yeah. It won't be too long. It'll probably be maybe a year and a half, two years potentially. But that's forever. <laughs> so yeah, this uh, you won't be hearing uh, Gilbert Gottfried for a long time. So uh, and there's only one plot summary in this arc. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be. Uh, I'm going to make sure that this is the best one so far. And Herod, if you give me under a four out of five, I'm flying to Washington. I'm going to fight you. Okay. (laughs) Because you're my harshest critic. And now today will mark the day when this will be all said and done. And if you don't just chaos incarnate, though. (laughs) That's true, though. I mean, if you see me on Cal's stream in Grand Theft Auto, you you would know. You would know. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. All All right. So. Without further ado, let's hop in to the plot summary. <laughs> Pep already knows headphones coming off. <laughs> All right. So season seven, episode nine, titled Old Friends Not Forgotten. And for the final time, for Clone Wars specifically, until two years in the future, potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilbert Gottfried. Headphone warning. We'll give you three seconds. Three, two one outer rim under siege separatist forces have launched a major offensive led by evil droid general grievous republic forces are pushed to the brink in response to this overwhelming attack the jedi council has dispatched its generals sending them far from the core worlds to bolster the beleaguered clones on the distant planet of Urbana, we find Commander Cody of the 212th in desperate need of reinforcements. <laughs> I had to take a pause there for that uh, second. I was like, I was, this I was is like, why is he pausing? It was like he was taking it all in. He's like an NBA player that had played for 25 years. He's at the free throw line. The coach yeah, is going to take I, him out after he makes two free throws. The, uh, so we had to that like was, pause. 
I, I thought was... he was like gathering up more. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to enjoy the moment. He's like the person in the national anthem that just ends the brave really long. <laughs> yeah, I was like uh, Voldemort in Order of the Phoenix. I was just absorbing all that energy, and I was just going, ah! <laughs> But yeah, that was the the last sentence potentially of Godfrey ever. So that's perfect. I had to take it in. So uh, right, that, that was the best you. one. Thank um, you. In my opinion, that was the best one I've heard so far. So I go. I feel like I did put in a lot of energy. Uh, Harith, your uh, your score, Char, you know I'm your harshest critic. You know how everything you're my, you're, we've been through. You're my Anton ego. I know. I know everything we've been through up until now. Since see, I, honestly, since I was in the comments to since I became a host, I'm gonna give you a five out of five. Yay! Yes. Yay! Yes. Harith, I will not toys. fly to Washington. Okay. <laughs> I'll, you know, actually, I'll fly there and I'll give you a hug and then yeah. immediately leave. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. Chart. All right. Let's so let's start. dive into the first episode of this arc. So we are diving into Old Friends Not Forgotten, which the beginning of this arc, we have obviously the fight on Yurbana and we have the scene with Obi-Wan and Anakin on the bridge fighting off the Separatist forces. And immediately right off the bat, you see how cinematic the show looks now for the final arc. It looks spectacular. And, there, the, you know, the famous scene where Obi-Wan and Cody are, are taking cover and Anakin pulls up by himself with the 501st under the bridge. And it, he's as confident as ever. He's the typical, uh, um, he's not afraid of anything. Obi-Wan's just this scared old man. And Anakin's like, what are you doing down there? And he's like, take cover. We're getting under attack. And he's like, there's about a thousand droids out there, tops. And then he just goes out there and has a plan and fake surrenders and takes out their, their commander. War crimes, yeah. And <laughs> and then the 501st just come flying out of the bridge and it's all out. Well, the thing that I love about this opening introduction is the parallels. You get the parallels to Return of the Jedi with the score. And then visually, you get the parallels to Luke and Last Jedi arriving on crate of them walking out because i've seen so many great side-by-side comparisons and they look absolutely amazing like there are so many little detail callbacks to past future present projects it's amazing oh absolutely and especially the scene where the 501st come flying out and the screen pans on anakin's face where it's the bridge and then you see everyone in their jetpacks flying uh flying above him and it's it's super cinematic feeling to it and so once that's done, they they just go right through the Separatist forces and they end up going back on the on the cruiser and they they continue with their mission. And apparently something urgent's popped up and Anakin's like, OK, so what is it now? And he looks and he sees the holo- the hologram of Ahsoka in Bo-Katan and he pauses for a moment and looks at the friend that he hasn't seen and his former apprentice in a in a long time. Are we just going to talk over Sagarera? Damn. He <laughs> has a lot of questions and um so I just Chaco Bly, what were you what, when you first saw this? What what did you feel? What was what was going through you when you saw that reunion? Not yet, but that reunion of Ahsoka and Anakin Skywalker. You want to go? Sure. Um, man, I, as someone that, that has been, like, watching all this stuff, 
like live, like where I've lost Ahsoka for like years, and then we see her later, and so anything involving her is special, you know. And it was just like you, you kind of got that uh, for me, just like you get that little catch in your throat, like uh, you know, mm-hmm. and like this is telling you, hey, we are going to jump in and tell you the other side of the revenge of the Sith story. This is what was happening elsewhere. Yeah, it's, it was beautiful. Yeah. Billy? I was one of the lucky ones where I didn't have to wait for season seven. I caught on to Clone Wars a little bit later than everybody else, and so I just got to dive right into it. But, I mean, my heart was broken for the entire time that we didn't have Ahsoka in this series. But I think as soon as I heard Fulcrum and, like, Rebels had been out. I hadn't seen it yet. I heard Fulcrum, and I was like, okay, that's his frequency. And then we see Ahsoka up there, and I was like, she's, he still means so much to her, you know? Um, but when she turned around and he looked at her, his eyes lit up, and you could tell she was happy to see him, but she had to kind of, like, put on a front, like, no, like, hello, master, like, I still respect you, but I have to tell you something. Like, we have to get down to business. And so it wasn't the reunion I wanted, but it was – it was perfect. It's mm-hmm. exactly what should have happened. Yeah, and I like that you pointed out the um, the buildup of Ahsoka coming back too, because the entire the entire season six didn't even have Ahsoka or didn't barely even mention her. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even it wasn't even brought up at all. And then when you go to season seven, you see the reunion of Ahsoka and Anakin. It's like it's like this whole uh, I don't know. It's it's all coming back to you. It's all full circle. Talk of it back to me. But, but it's like the added thing of like, you know, she left at the end of season five, but that was in like 2014 or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. So it had been what <laughs> five or six years? In, until eight? Netflix picked oh, yeah. up uh, right. and made season six. That was years later. And then we got, you know, her coming back in Rebels. But like, this was special because this was Clone Wars Ahsoka coming back after like five or six years maybe more mm-hmm. yeah and the and we and let's move on to the reason why ahsoka is talking with anakin and obi-wan and the republic in the first place so anakin um when she meets with ahsoka ahsoka means business and anakin's like wanting to have a reunion wanted to talk to her but she's trying to help bo-katan and bo-katan is trying to tell the republic that maul is in control of mandalore and that he is causing a lot of problems that ahsoka could handle with on her own with bo katan and the rest of her night owl group so when they come together and talk uh they head to a siege because anakin is is talking with obi-wan about giving ahsoka her own battalion of clones which obviously is the 332nd with all the the section of the 501st with the Ahsoka Ahsoka Tano face paint and everything, which just made even the the, oh. the ending of this arc even more sad. Um, just looking at their face and just going at them. But anyway, we have a siege of Mandalore, and in essence, the title of the episode. And when they are on their way to Mandalore, Senator Almac or Prime Minister Almac uh, transmits uh, a hologram to Bo-Katan. And she says, what are you doing? You have broken a treaty that has lasted, a th- uh, not a thousand, a hundred years. And that it's time for Mandalore to be under control of someone different than Maul. Because Maul has caused enough problems. And that Maul is 
basically turning Mandalore into a crime infested place. So why do you think the Jedi Council was so desperate to break a 100 year treaty? How does it build off of unfinished stories like Dark Disciple or Son of Dathomir? Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Uh, Chaco, you want to start? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't like the council didn't necessarily want to do it. We actually didn't really get word back from the council, um, at all. Instead, what they did is they promoted Rex, put the three inch 30 second under Rex and had her go as an advisor. But, um, I, I'm, I'm about to be real unpopular here. I, I felt, you know, and Ahsoka even says it in it. She's not trying to be fair. Um, the whole thing is is super sketchy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they are a neutral system. They are not part of the Republic. They are not part of the war. And by sending Republic troops into a this neutral system of worlds, they are potentially starting an additional war. And Bo-Katan even says that. Well, what's what's one more war? And it's and it's it's just it's a funny situation because. Um, at this point in time, Maul is the rightful ruler. He he took over using their system. Uh, obviously, he's a bad guy, you know, and you got to take him down. But it's just, you know, uh, Ahsoka's the hero, so obviously we're on, we're on her side. But, like, taking a, the 20,000-foot view, the whole system is, like, super sketchy. Hey, this girl who unseated her sister is trying to retake Mandalore that's neutral using Republic troops. And she's going to put herself essentially in rulership position. The whole thing is just real, real hinky. Uh, it's, it's funny to me, but yeah, you brought know. up a lot of good points. Uh, Billy <laughs> to add off that. Yeah. You just kind of blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what to think anymore. Um, no, before I was doing my research and it was the treaty between the Republic and, and Mandalore, and there's not a lot of information on it as far as like how it came to be that I found. And so when the Jedi council, it like, they didn't really care. Maybe it was just a, a plot point or something, but I know Ahsoka for a fact didn't care about the treaty, about the Republic, about a neutral system. She was approached by a friend kind of right. An acquaintance who she probably admired a little bit and was like, you know what? You're way better than Maul. I'm going to do everything in my power to help you help your people. You know, she's getting mm -hmm. Bo-Katan's side of the story, not everybody's. 
obviously Maul is going to be the big bad guy to defeat no matter what. But Ahsoka's like, F the Republic, F the Treaty, F the Rules. Like, they need your help. And didn't you know her sister? You know, like, I'm sure she got that story. But why aren't you going to help me is probably what Ahsoka was more upset about. Like, this is obviously a little bit more important than the Chancellor. But. Yeah, I love how you brought up the uh, the Bo-Katan and uh, Obi-Wan scene where Bo-Katan talks about or mentions uh, Satine to Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan's like, I miss her. I still do. But we will not let my I will not let my feelings cloud my judgments. And then you see Anakin look at him. No, I'm the like, fact that the, during that, no, when they say my feelings won't cloud my judgment, they instantly cut to Anakin's face. Yeah. You're just like, oh my God, that's some foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything's foreshadowing for Anakin. <laughs> no, um, yeah. Because and then no, yeah, we ahead, get to the start of what happens on Mandalore. So right off the break, there's missiles being shot at LAAT gunships and there's ATTs just falling out of the sky. And that scene where Ahsoka jumps out of the LAAT and it's just falling and she's she's dodging all of this debris and she makes the landing and she does that famous pose with the explosion in the background. What, what were your guys' thoughts? Just, just, just quickly, what were your thoughts on her sticking that landing and making that badass pose? Char. I was screaming. I was screaming. I think you I think you called it him, but I was screaming, especially because like she was back, like she had her lightsabers back and they were blue this time and she's just kicking and fighting and doing the splits and just kicking butt and she lands that like it's nothing. Like, oh, okay, I'm home. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. On the subject of the lightsabers, to go back a little bit, what were you guys' feelings of Anakin giving her those special lightsabers? Like the like he had kept them obviously. But he changed them to blue. Like, what What were you guys' feelings when you saw them light up blue for the first time instead of green? And, and I think it's yellow, right? Her smaller saber is yellow. Green and like They're both green, green yellow. Just, uh, oh, okay. Green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but what what'd you guys think of that? Cool? Uh, I didn't quite understand. Well, my, my thoughts were... Um, I didn't understand why they did it until we got to the very end of the arc because, you know, it, this was his connection to her, right? At that point, these aren't just her lightsabers. These are her lightsabers that have been modified and changed by him, Anakin. And so him finding them at the very end is a deep connection to who he was before, you know? And I think it's a much mm-hmm. deeper connection than had she just picked up her her old ones, you know. So I, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's Pep in the chat talking about the uh, the treaty between the Republic and the Mandalorians. Yep. Awesome. But, but Billy. Oh, I was gonna say I I don't know, and you guys can help me because anything that I say, if I say something wrong, or if you guys have extra information, let me know because I'm here to learn. Um, but I didn't know. Did he go, or what do you guys think? Did he go and find those kyber crystals and replace hers? Or did he somehow pour himself into the kyber, uh, the kyber crystals that she already had? As well as, like, how did how did the colors change? I th- think... Well, here, go ahead, Brandon. I was gonna say, it's, it's not specified in, in anything, but the active theory is that he re- replaced the crystals because okay. he's done it before and we've seen him get new eye savers and stuff. Okay. 
Yeah, he's notorious for losing his lightsaber or having it break. So he knows how to do it very well. Yeah, so, so the answer is, woo, blue is cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when she ignites the saber, he says, maybe a little better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, than before. I have a more of an active, I want to say theory, but explanation for why I think they did it. Because like I remember listening to the, because they didn't do like proper behind the scenes where they just did like little downloads or like they would talk about the episode. I think it was, more of a change because they wanted the show like Ahsoka bringing like who she was before and the essence of Anakin with her, like the good part of Anakin with her to the the battle. It was, mm-hmm. it was the show that like, yes, all this bad stuff's happening around just Sith. Yes. Anakin's turning to the dark side this week. It's going to happen. He's going to kill all these people, but Ahsoka is remembering who he was in this battle mm-hmm. and what he stood for. That's how I saw it. Like also, that. Be Dazzler. Pull up the brand. Gotta do the thing. All right. If you're looking for merch from Marvel, DC, or Star Wars, Far, Far Away Factory is the shop to go. She's got shirts. She's got earrings. She's got everything under the sun. She might even be starting to do 3D printed stuff. Ooh. So go to farfarawayfactory.com. Uh, follow them on Instagram. Uh, follow Brooke at underscore B Dazzler underscore on, I believe, all in, all social media. See, Brooke, you can you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but go buy her shit. It's awesome. And Why do I feel I like it's been that. an eternity since we've pulled that up? Uh, yeah, that's true. Speaking of Ahsoka. There you oh, go. Hey. Also, speaking nice. of Ahsoka, hey, Luke, pull up that banner again. All right, hold on. Yeah. And as you can see from this banner, you can see on the very far right, yes. you get to see the duel between Maul and Ahsoka in Clone Wars, which is in the arc that we're talking about today, in her store. So if you want to go check some of her custom-made shirts out like that, they're at Far Far Away Factory. You can find them. There so, you go. Yeah. And we'll be getting to that fight pretty soon. And we dive into, so we talked about Anakin's lightsabers. So we get to the actual Siege of Mandalore. So we get Ahsoka on the platform. She's going through. She's trying to find Maul. And they split up. And they tried to take out um, Prime Minister Almec. And Almec is just sitting in the throne room where Satine once once sat. And where Maul once sat before him. And they go through. They find him. And he's got Mandalorian armor. But Bo-Katan makes easy work of him. And he talks about how Maul wanted a Jedi to be there, but the Republic brought the wrong one. And we find out later that that Jedi was supposed to be Anakin. And that's revealed later on in when they're in the, the sewers of Mandalore. So they go and they find, uh, they try to track Maul down because Maul is, down beneath trying to talk to the uh, the Shadow Collective, which we see a little bit of Dryden Voss. We see some uh, Zedon Maj of the Falene. We see um, Mars Grimm of the uh, the Pike Syndicates. We see this huge Shadow Collective meeting. And they split up. They go through the sewers and they try to find Maul. And we see this encounter with Maul and Ahsoka. Ahsoka walks in and the famous meme... I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? <laughs> that meme came up about 200 different times on my on my feed whenever Obi-Wan was coming up. 
And um, but they have an interaction, and Maul talks to Ahsoka about what the plan is, but or his master's plan, right. but she doesn't know the full extent of it. No, right. Jar, that you're, you're jumping mixing, ahead. You're mixing am the I, two episodes. You're blending yeah, the two am I together. It? Okay, yeah. so you're good though. No, because I, it ends I, with Ahsoka was on that, there. That, that it cuts to black. Yeah, Remember, because it ends with yeah. Maul being like, "Well, I'm looking for Kenobi. Why are you here?" And it just cuts to black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> no, with... but I don't blame you because literally it all goes together. I so I know it's, like it, it's kind of hard to distinguish the two because there's no separation between those two scenes. Yeah, because it literally cuts from there to the second episode. No, there's no okay. there's no recap. There's no anything. It's so just... yeah. So that was my mistake. So I will cut that off there. No, no, you're and... good. No, no, no. But <laughs> you 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 do have one. You do have that final question if you want to ask that. I do. So. We're going to jump back a little bit to where before Ahsoka leaves with Bo-Katan to Mandalore. So in Ahsoka's final goodbye to Anakin, she says, good luck, instead of may the force be with you as a response. Why do you think she says this? What is your interpretation of this moment? So instead of her responding with may the force be with you when he says it, she just says, good luck. I think... Because even when Obi-Wan left Ahsoka, he said, may the force be with you, and he walked away. And when she was having that conversation with Anakin, like, you could see the fondness of him from her in that moment. Whereas before in the whole episode, she was kind of cold and calculated and, like, we need to get things done. But at that moment, you know, he's he's taught her about love. You know, like, oh, at least I taught you. You know, I don't know the exact quote. But instead of may the force be with you like the Jedi had taught her. She was like, you know what? You are my master. I'm taking your lessons with me. Like, good luck, Anakin. Like, I I know the lessons that you've tried to instill in me and I'm going to use them wherever I go. And I think that was really comforting for both of them. Yeah. Chaco? Yeah, I, I'm on I'm on, a, on a similar page there because, you know, right before, because right before that scene, they kind of address it, you know, um, Anakin says, you know, with any luck, this will all be over soon. Yeah. Uh, and then she says, Master Kenobi said, there's no such thing as luck. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he says something about like, uh, well, good thing I taught you or something like that, you know? And then mm-hmm. that's after that is when she says, good luck back to him. And yeah, I think it's just like you said, that was her appreciation for Anakin as a master. Um, I am this and these scenes make me really curious on where we're going to to go with Ahsoka, especially in you know her upcoming show. Because, yep. like at this point in time, if you look at things from her perspective, you know, I believe in her eyes, the Jedi, the the Jedi have been wrong, but Anakin is right. But then again, when we see her in the Mandalorian, she's like. Oh, they might have been right. <laughs> this, this whole attachment thing. I, I've seen what happens, what it can do to the best of us. So I'm I'm curious. But at this stage in time, I think this that was like her little, you know, saying I'm agnostic now or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, to build off what you're saying, because when I wrote this question, I was thinking a little bit like that. But I also was thinking the angle of by this point, you got to think in Anakin's like career as a Jedi. He has heard "May the Force be with you" so many times at this point. It just—it doesn't mean anything to him. It just—it doesn't affect him. It doesn't mean anything. When Obi Wan says it in his goodbye, it's more of like a staggering to a heart, more than anything. So at this point in time, Ahsoka saying "Good luck" is 
it's different for him. It's a new variation. He's like, he's like, you know what? This is, this is something new. I've never heard of this in my entire my life. So it's like, again, so I see it as like Ahsoka trying to be like, hey, I'm not part of the Jedi Order. I acknowledge you. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. You brought up it, good points. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting, it's interesting to think about because it's like exactly like Chaco said, like, it, and also think about it like this, because that's the last time she ever sees Anakin Ugh. until she sees Vader in yeah she sees half of anakin she sees half of anakin in rebels and and then to branch off into the ahsoka show obviously we know hayden's he's he's not really confirmed for the show but we know he's been taking he's he's going to be in it it's going to be interesting how they tie him into the show and like how he's going to show up either as vader in a flashback or if he's going to show up as as Anakin as a Force ghost, I, I, it's just going to be interesting to see. Does Ahsoka still harbor feelings for Anakin? Like, is she pissed off at him for what she what happened last when they saw each other? Does she forgive him? Like, it knows. See, it's like it's very interesting to think about because she's already met Luke, so you have to think that Luke's already had that conversation of what he what Anakin ended up doing at the end. Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. Here's to holiday traditions, the ones that started as a quick laugh but are now irreplaceable. Here's to the recipes that require grandma's mixing bowl because they just won't taste the same without it. The Chinette brand believes in spending more time on traditions and less time cleaning up. With the Chinette Crystal, Comfort, and Classic Collection, we can help make your holiday celebrations better for years to come. Here's to mixing timeless traditions with a few new ones. Here's to us, all of us. To find out more, visit mychinette.com. You know what I mean? Yeah. and I, and I wouldn't think that Ahsoka would be like, oh, no way. Because she... That, no, go ahead, Jocko. Go ahead. So I was just like, that, that, and it's kind of a, 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 a tangent, but that just brings up other thoughts of, because, you know, Ahsoka was like, oh, so much like your father to, to Luke. And she remembers the good qualities of, of Anakin. But I wonder what that feels like for Luke, because when Luke tries to talk to Leia about their mm-hmm. father, oh. she's like, that man is not my father. Yeah, um, Bale is my father. That dude tortured me, and you know had his and, hand on his shoulder and made me watch my planet explode. Yeah, um, yeah. She she's got uh... chapter six of that book. Chaco hurts, hurts me. Yeah, there's so many instances where you know that Leia just does not forgive Vader, especially in Bloodline and the new novel Princess and the Scoundrel. There's many moments yeah. where she just does not care that Vader is her father and that. It, I mean, with Vader being her father, it essentially ruined her career. So, well, and, and you know, like that's 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 the that's the tough part. So maybe yeah. sorry, sorry to derail. No, no, no. <laughs> maybe, okay. maybe in forty years, when we're all old, because you know, time, it's a bitch. Um, uh, we we we'll find we'll get the certain point of views in Last Jedi: Rise of Skywalker, and we'll get the story of her talking to her pops. Finally forgiven him after she's died. 
That would thought, be nice. I thought you were going Revenge of the Sith. Okay. I was, I was no, no, that we're far. getting no, 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 no. I mean, well, I'll be sixty-five. Oh I mean, gosh. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be hopefully retired. Old bastard. <laughs> I know. I'm already halfway there with my hair. But um. So yeah. So I'm just excited to see how Hayden and Rosario are going to bond. Well, because they were they with... they've shot a movie already. Yeah, they knew each other. Yeah. Well, in their acting school when they were younger, they've known each other for forever. Yeah. yeah, I wonder how that dynamic's gonna work because it's not gonna be Matt Lanter and Ashley Eckstein. So, but I also think Hayden's voice is closer to Matt Lanter's now that he's older. Eh, maybe, but so one point I want to touch before we move on to the next episode. Yeah. I love the scene where Obi Wan is reluctant to give Ahsoka and Bo-Katan forces for Mandalore because they're more focused on the Chancellor with the kidnapping of him, and how she brings up that the the Jedi are responsible they are not what they used to be mm. you are making the wrong decision you're more focused on the chancellor than the actual war at hand or worried about you know you're worried about more about the chancellor than the people of the innocent people and we learned this from the previous arc with the martez sisters that the jedi are not are not perfect and one they more they're more focused on fighting a war than serving the people so i love that point where ahsoka kind of um uh scolds obi-wan for a second and but she also gives a really good point so without further ado let's move on to the next episode oh i forgot about the intro get max out of here we get to do the intro all right all right, <laughs> all right. We all have the place. another returner of the pop ones podcast <laughs> uh, you already saw my screen but our second guest is or is another returner to the Pod Ones podcast. He appeared on episode 41, the Umbara arc with Chaco, episode 50, the Mall Ascension arc, and episode 52, the Fives arc. Let's bring in Max at PMP's Den of Antiquities. Hey, what's going on, guys? I apologize for being so late. My boss decided to uh, surprise me with a uh, last-minute request, so I have was late. No problem. That's always fun. All good. Oh, we, yeah. We, we get it. We get it. Uh, Max, where can the good people follow you real quick? Uh, you guys can find me at PMPS underscore DEN, PMPs Den, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, and then PMPs Den of Antiquities on uh, YouTube. And then if you want to follow my art, I make a lot of cool, like nerdy stuff. I don't know if you guys can hear me see that, but I made a giant megaphone blaster, uh, Lego That's megaphone awesome. blaster, and I do a lot of stuff yeah, on I, my, I saw that on my, <laughs> on my so art cool. business, uh, which that's PMP Creations with a Z. And you guys can go check out all my art stuff that I sell and all that jazz. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Max, you're you you just got here in time for the second episode, so you didn't miss much. You did miss Sick. the last Godfrey, though. Ah, uh, we, right. we, we did, did. You, you we did, did pour miss one the out. Godfrey. We we did pour one out. Um, but Char, we we finished. Yes, we yeah, we uh I finished right when uh Max joined in. So yeah, nice. we're moving on to the next episode which you guys don't know no longer need me cuz there are no more plot summaries. No, yep, there is no long, longer any plot summaries nor Boo. are there any morals. Either, no. Which is interesting. Um because they had had a moral for almost every episode if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the second episode, titled "The Phantom Apprentice," picks up right after uh, um, the last episode, 
Maul has said the the line that Char had said earlier, the the memeable one. I was hoping for Kenobi, and she like we get this conversation between. Uh, <laughs> I mean that, that's comment. that's fair. Um, I, you kind of do need morals, or else it's just chaos. Anyway, um, so good God. I can thrive in the coming chaos in the words of Maul. Yes, exactly. So he is basically like trying to figure out why Kenobi's not there. And he starts to tell her a little bit about the plan. And he's like, I can sense a shift. And I love the way this arc just mirrors Revenge of the Sith. Because at this time in the timeline, um, Obi-Wan and Anakin have prob- have already saved the Chancellor, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Because this takes place, like the whole siege takes place in a couple of days. And Revenge of the Sith takes place in- within a couple of days as well, right? Yeah, correct? I believe at this time, du- Dooku's already been defeated. So he can already sense that Dooku's dead, and he can already sense that like uh, all things are moving pretty quick here. Um, Especially the way ahead, Especially the way he says Darth Sidious, that's terrifying. The way like he pauses on the Sidious, like like he like he still remembers how he gets tortured in Son of Daft. Maybe you're just like, damn. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and it's just interesting to see how Maul is just like very manipulative. Like, he's like working things, trying to figure out who she is, how she fits into this whole scheme, why they sent her, and he ends up escaping. Um and it just gets wild from here. It, it the the action gets impacted. Like it, it's just insane. I yes, yes. It it is very very haunting. Um, but the first question we've got, um, uh, actually here I'll talk up to that point. So they go back to the main headquarters, and Obi Wan is there in hologram form, talking about the strategy of how they're going to try to find Maul. All this and that. He then asks uh, for Rex and Bo-Katan to stop recording because he's giving them like vital information of what's going on. Um, and it's interesting because you watch all those, you watch the all of the characters' faces when he says that Anakin killed Dooku. It's kind of like a okay, that's a new development. Um, and then he ends up asking. Bo and uh, Rex to leave and he tells exactly the same. Her, Ahsoka and, and Obi-Wan have the same conversation almost verbatim as Anakin in, in Obi-Wan and Revenge of the Sith. Um, so, uh, a small side, where do you think Obi-Wan talking to Ahsoka takes place inside of Revenge of the Sith? I'll go first because I have no idea. Somewhere where it seems like he wants to hide his identity because his cloak is up, his hood is up, but I don't know. Jocko? Uh, same. I assume he's he's on Utapau, um, but has not fought in Grievous yet because, you know, it's one of the many, many cloaks that he just leaves lying around the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, Max? Uh, I would also probably uh, say Utapal, or maybe like right before he goes to Utapal, like after he like talks to Anakin or something like that, you know, where he's like, goodbye, my old friend, you know, somewhere kind of within that realm. 
Yeah, because it's interesting because I would I when when me and Harith were were talking about this, I would have put it in Utapau because it only makes sense because there's a shot after he's done talking to the um the chairman of Utapau, he takes off and then the next shot is him hooded with R4 taking off. So it only makes sense if it's there. But then again, he's had the conversation with with Anakin and it's kind of worded weird. Because he's like, uh, I have to. It, it's just strange because it could be either that or right before he um, uh, takes off. It's just interesting. It's always been a weird thing of where that fits in to well, the timeline. Well, he he did have to, you know, go up quite a few levels and sneak in. And well, I mean, first he had to go rent Boga <laughs> from, yeah. from the dealer. <laughs> Um and and all of that stuff. So like I think there is there's a fair amount of time between the two events. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna mention the reason why we, uh, the debate that kind of led to this question was I the way like Luke was saying the way that like Obi Wan's wording it it already seems like uh Anakin Obi Wan had their final goodbye because Obi Wan's like go talk to Anakin go talk to Anakin go talk to Anakin. It's like at this point he's like he's like Ahsoka I'm busy with Grievous. Anakin's like. Falling with betrayal from the Jedi Council. You gotta talk to him. And it's interesting that he goes, Hey, you need to talk to him. Like, what what were your guys' thoughts of like Obi-Wan pushing that on on her specifically? Because like literally she she like she says, how why are you putting this on me? Like I don't have I don't really agree with everything the council's doing. And neither does Obi-Wan as well, because if you remember Dark Disciple, he wasn't gun ho about what happens in that book right away. He just doesn't say anything. He just goes along with it. And then later on has that kind of like a, uh, I should have said something. You know what I mean? I mean, it could be like, you know, like when you're having a conversation with your parents about your sibling and your parents are like, you need to talk to your sister because they're not going to listen to me. I think Anakin and Ahsoka had that special relationship and, Maybe Anakin didn't trust Obi-Wan as much as he used to in the past with everything that had happened. So Ahsoka, like, we're both thinking the same thing. We both care about Anakin. Like, you need to talk to him because he's not going to listen to me. That's fair. That That's very, very fair. Um, Max Chaco? Um, well, I mean, I think, too, like, you know, in the, uh, the arc that, like, Ahsoka leaves, like, Anakin's, like, he's like, you you don't know like how close I've come to like leaving like a lot, you know? So I think like Obi-Wan also like sees that um, and is like, Hey, maybe he'll like resonate with you more. Cause like think Anakin's pretty on the fence about the Jedi at this point, they've already asked him to like spy on the chancellor and all that stuff. And I think Ahsoka maybe just uh, might allow another, another point of view, you know, everybody says from a certain point of view, you know? So I think she could just give him, you know, and also like, Anakin sees uh, Ahsoka as a sister, so I think it's just like hitting him from all different angles to to make sure he kind of stays on track, which obviously he doesn't. But yeah, I I, I kind of read it as um and and y'all know I am kind of on on the other <laughs> side of of part of this stuff because I uh in the previous episode Obi Wan straight up says I can't let my feelings cloud my judgment. That is Anakin's Achilles heel. He knows that's Anakin's Achilles heel because he knows Anakin better than anyone else. 
Um, he's struggling with the, the council because the, the council is basically asking him to set his feelings aside and do something that, that needs to be done. And obviously he's going to have a, a problem with it. Um, I, uh, once again, I think the Jedi were right because they suspected a Sith Lord at the top of government because they were told that before. And the person closest to the Chancellor was Anakin, so he was the obvious choice for it. But obviously it was going to hurt him to, to do so. Um, and so when Obi-Wan is talking to Ahsoka, I think another part of that is he um, he talks about, you know, Dooku being, being murdered. The name Sidious popped up again, and he's like, yeah, sadly... Any chance we have to find out more has been lost because 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 Anakin killed him. But he's like, I know something's going on with Anakin. If anyone can reach him right now, it'd probably be you, you know. Uh, and he says that the council is not always right. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm asking you to talk to him. Yeah, and I just find it so interesting that those conversations are so. It's like you could literally put them together and it'd be exactly the same. Because she has the same, and it's funny because she has the same mindset. You're pitting him against somebody that he's that he's looked up to his entire life. Why are you doing this? Like it's kind of like the it's it's so interesting to see how close they really truly are, you know. And it's just a testament to how well both characters are written in this show, mm -hmm. and in how much they are bonded together. Um, and how close they actually come to stopping Palpatine all yes. throughout this. It's very close. No, well, yeah. I mean, even if you go back to earlier seasons when they go to Mustafar and they save the younglings, like there's like a big thing that 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 forded a plan of, of Palpatine's. Because, I mean, if they he gets a hold of younglings and he makes them Sith assassins, like that's a game changer right there, you know? Um. But yeah, it, a little bit of a tangent. But it, I I really do like that, um, that that conversation because it like like I said, this does so well. You can put this, and they've done edits where you can literally there's a four hour cut of Siege of Mandalore intercut with Revenge of the Sith, and it it's great. It is <laughs> quite literally one of the like if you can spend four hours of a day, like spend four hours of your day, and you watch it. Just it is watching everything play out in chronological order is kind of terrifying. Oh, yeah, it's ah, it's tough. It really is tough. Um, but the conversation gets cut short. Um, Rex says that there's an attack. Um, and basically, um, I think it's it's not Jesse. Does Jesse get taken? It's not yes, Jesse. It yeah, it's Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, it's Jesse. Um, so Maul takes Jesse and he uses like the Kylo Ren mind thing that is like incredible that everybody uses now um and he finds out that there's the inhibitor chip and it's so interesting how it clicks in maul's mind that oh that's how they're going to do this because that goes to show you that he was still in the dark even when sidious was doing things in the background well like no it's because later in the arc because remember uh in shattered when order 66 goes down he's like oh, oh he turned right. his own army against him he, even i'm doing it like this whole, I'm telling you, this I all goes together. I to my master's plan. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then Ahsoka, I think they end up capturing. Who do they end up capturing? No, they push back Gar Saxon. Gar Saxon calls for help. 
No, that's in the shatter. No, no, that's no. in this episode. No, it's in this episode. Oh Shut my up. goodness, we are <laughs> we are just doing so well right now. I'm just like I'm like I love how Char and Luke are over the place. I'm just like no, no, it's this. Yeah, yeah. See, see. Yeah, and then Maul's like, bye, and then he just leaves him there. So yeah, Maul leaves him there. Uh, then he obviously gets sets up another trap for Bo, Rex, and Ahsoka. Um. And we see, like, an all-out battle, which is interesting because we don't see, like, besides Umbara, we don't see sentient beings fighting sentient beings again. Uh, it, it, like, I feel like that's the most interesting part of most of the Clone Wars is that you only see clone on droid. You never see, like, natives fighting the clone troopers. And it's interesting because they, uh, at the beginning, they were originally Mandalorian, so it'd be like Mandalorian on Mandalorian action, which is blows my mind every single time. Uh, but um, So then we get the, the awesome uh, scene with uh, Maul and Ahsoka where he, they have a nice little back and forth. And as this, as this saber fight, which is probably one of my favorites, it's gotta be a top five, top 10 saber fight. Um, it seems like Maul is trying to recruit Ahsoka. Um, my question is, do you think Maul genuinely wanted to recruit Ahsoka to his side? Yes. I actually think Maul is extremely sincere in this entire arc. That he believes what he... But we just don't know what his ends are. Because um, his, his end isn't for... He doesn't want peace. He... All he's doing, all it is, is the enemy of my enemy is, is, is my friend. And it's going to be, you know, what is it, the story of the frog and the scorpion. Um, if she teams up with her, um, you know, she would get screwed over at some point because that's, that is who he is. Anybody else? I mean, I say this pretty much the same thing. I mean, I think he would have done the same thing he did to like the Mandalorians. He's like hyping them up. He's like, oh, you will go out in the glory of battle, you know, and stuff like that. And then like when they lose, he's like, die well, Mandalorians. Peace out. You know, <laughs> I think he, he probably would have done the exact same thing uh, to us. Oh, you thought I was going to come with you? No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I'm going to head out. I'm going to head out. I didn't um, sign any contracts. Okay, Maul. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I agree. I think he would have. Um, I think he need, he knew he needed all the help he could get. So I really think he would. Anybody who he saw as like worthy, I guess he would have tried to recruit to take on because he knows how powerful Palpatine is. No, yeah, and I like Ven's comment. I feel bad for Maul. Dude's always lonely and constantly trying to scoop an apprentice. Savage. <laughs> Dooku, Ahsoka, Ezra. Ezra. This, man, this man does not run out of apprentices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, what, oh, uh, one for five? One for three, oh, 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 four. Yeah, 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 not very good. Not very good as a master, to be honest. Billy, your thoughts? No, I'm thinking of it, and I like how you're bringing up the, the part, like, clones versus versus the droids, like how we can dehumanize our enemies. And obviously for this media, that makes more sense. You can have a body count and children can watch this show without, you know, trying to wrap their minds around the implications of like real world war, mm -hmm. but still understand the concepts and be able to like look at it in that way. But as far as Maul and Ahsoka, yeah, he, he was going to try to recruit her, but just to use her as a pawn, you know, just to use her in a game 
in his as like a piece in his game, which is probably why he's not able to keep any apprentices because he doesn't truly care for them. He just cares about them for his own needs. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, which is Harris? funny because that's oh, no, exactly yeah, that's exactly what he said that they were doing to them. They're like we were just tools for their their greater power, and he's trying to do the same thing. It's pretty funny. No, because like he's trying to like poorly imitate his master. He's trying to like manipulate Ahsoka to the dark side so he could use her to get to Anakin. It's all this ploy. Because if you think about it, Ahsoka showing up through Maul's entire plan out the window. Because he probably would have just been an idiot and tried to bum rush Obi-Wan and Anakin and get killed and ganked instantly. But since Ahsoka's here, he's like, okay, maybe I can use Ahsoka and her attachment to Anakin. Because she, again, he was playing Jesse's mind, trying to figure out what, what is Ahsoka's place in all of this. And he's like, oh, he's Anakin's apprentice. Maybe if I turn her to my side, she'll take me to Coruscant and lead me to him so I can kill him. That's all. That was all his endgame. It was one this, thing. That scene made me laugh so hard when Jesse was telling Maul that he would not tell him anything. And Maul's just like, charming that you actually believe that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, it's very interesting because I, I, I think it's a mixture. I think he is genuine a little bit. But I also do think he is using her as a pawn. Um, well, both can be true for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um char free todd <laughs> man's going crazy. god i'm sorry the man's going crazy yeah um so we get the lightsaber uh fight we get the interesting like when he gets kicked he goes through like or no he jumps and he goes through the the <laughs> i always love that because it's like both sabers go through and then he just falls through i'm like nice, nice. um and it's really impressive to see ahsoka really take on maul like for as long as she's been out of the jedi order she's still got it she's still a badass um and then she ends up uh he he's like begging her to kill him because he knows that if he gets taken back to palpatine he's screwed like this whole thing is is and it's the best lines from uh sam Witwer. Uh, ever, I love the lines of him screaming. It's he just got robbed of an it, enemy in this arc. Yeah, it's it, it's quite bone chilling. We're all going to die, and then it just gets like stunned. Uh, and that's the end of episode two. Uh, Harris, now take it away to. Before I get into this episode, I have to explain one thing. So this is my all time favorite Clone Wars episode of all time. It used to be the lawless up until season seven. And then this episode happened on my birthday. It was on my 18th birthday. Dave Filoni was like, all right, here's this little bow. Depression. <laughs> and, and before Harrod starts, may I acknowledge that how different this show feels without Godfrey? I don't know. That's just me. I just feel like it just, it just, I, I just like screaming and I can't. <laughs> Charge of denial. He's he's just wanting to live for one more. I just want to yell. But no, this episode picks up. It's the next day. Fades it back out. We see an LTC gunship land. We see Maul still captured. Bo-Katan and Ahsoka walk over to the like little like field of like where they were battling, and like it's just all charred. And Ahsoka's like, "You're gonna need a new leader, a different type of leader." And she's like, "I'm not my sister." And she's like, "Ahsoka's like, figure it out essentially." 
and they roll back out. Uh, Rex is like, hey, not to interrupt this moment, but we need to, you need to come with me immediately. There's something going on. And she's like, she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, he's like, Anakin's at the meeting. Come with me. And Ahsoka walk in, and we get the, honestly one of the coolest moments in all of Clone Wars. It cuts in, and we see quite literally the scene from Revenge of the Sith in animation from Ahsoka's point of view of like, like the chance, like we must the Chancellor. He's like, well, he's like, we must search the Chancellor. He's like, and he's like, well, it's difficult because he reigns in office. And then Yoda being like, being like, huh, we got to figure this out. And then Ahsoka walks in, and we get, I would say, what, arguably the, one of the most controversial scenes of this arc of Ahsoka and Mace talking about citizen. what they're going to do. <laughs> I know what Brandon's going to stand on this, so let's just talk about this. Let's talk about this whole moment of Ahsoka being like, I'm a citizen, I'm not going to tell you anything, and Rex is like, what the hell are you doing? You should you should tell him things, and she's like, no, I'm not going to. And like, like, what are you guys with the whole thoughts on this entire scene between Ahsoka and the Je- and the Jedi Council? With Mace Windu coming in and saying, "Miss me." <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. No, I no. I was, I was asking you, like, what are you guys' thoughts on this whole scene with Ahsoka talking to the Jedi Council? Well, I guess first, Mace is so petty. <laughs> me. So powerful, respect him a lot, but so petty for putting face like that. And then Ahsoka right back at him is so sassy. Well, you know what? I don't trust you, Anakin. I'll deal with it when I get there. Like they both, if they just communicated, which is just the name of the any scenario, if they just communicated, so much would have been done and put into place, but those are <laughs> nice. I love it. Uh, oh my god. No, yeah, but you're 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 true. I mean the, the citizen uh this does not involve you, citizen. Hit hard. And I'm like, she wouldn't be a citizen if y'all would have trusted her. Damn you. Damn you. But I'm just waiting for Chris to talk about the trial right now. No oh, wait. god. Oh no. Waiting for him to give another Padawan rating. Oh <laughs> good god. Uh Chaco, your feelings? What are your what are your whole thoughts on this whole situation? Because I know you, you you spoke about it a little bit earlier in the in the episode about you're like it's not that controversial. Mace is in the right here. Not that he's in the right, but like she just said, I did my duty as a citizen. She she was like, I, I'm not getting involved past this level. Is 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 essentially what she said to them. And then she tries to get involved further, and he's like, I'm sorry, citizen. <laughs> And what's and and, and I, I I know a lot of people read as angry, but like I I honestly don't hear any like venom on his voice when he says it. I, I don't know, but that's 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 just me. Um, was it the nicest thing he could have said? No. Is he required to say the nice thing? No. <laughs> he do. He doesn't have to be nice. <laughs> but <laughs> I, at this at this moment, though, I mean. At this moment, the Clone Wars is almost at an end. Dooku is is dead. Grievous is it's, dead. It's destroyed. And and they are about to find out. Like, all right, we suspect a Sith Lord is in the Chancellor's office. Uh, and, and and if Palpatine doesn't, you know, sit this out, things are going to get real crazy here, real fast. And she already separated herself from the Jedi. I don't know. 
you're not you're not privy to it. You know, if if you work at Starbucks and you quit, and you know you want to go in and go be past the counter, you're like, sorry, customer, you're a customer now. You don't get to come back here. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That's so true, though. That's so true because it's like everybody holds every holds a lot of the, the like the main thing that people hate about Mace Windu is that they put blame on him for all of Anakin's mistakes, which should not be the case because the only person that should be taking responsibility for Anakin's actions is Anakin. And that's that's that you can't put it on Mace just because Mace wasn't very fond of Anakin. You know what I mean? And I, it's, it's, it, it was like, he's a dick. He's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He might use a tone, but but when he uses that tone, that usually means, hey, he's he's usually right. The thing that okay, like this is where I feel like with this whole moment that annoys me. It, have all y'all like read Fallen Star? Just because I'm, I'm gonna hit a point right here. It's like, no, making sure. Just double checking, Max. Have you? I haven't, but you're not going to hurt my feelings. You can go ahead and talk about it. Okay. It's it's this issue. It's not really, a, it's not even major. It's minor as hell. It's it's the issue when everyone has a piece of information and no one's communicating. Like, Ahsoka has this major piece of information. Darth Sidious is Anakin's best friend. And he's trying to turn him to the dark side. She doesn't know it's Chancellor Palpatine yet. Mace Windu is suspecting it's Chancellor Palpatine. I get she wants to save it for Anakin when they meet up in person and she doesn't really believe it at this point. But if she just said, one little hint, like, hey, Maul's letting on more information than we know. Huh, we should bring him in here, interrogate him, see what he's seeing. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history. Did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Like, little stuff like that, where it's like, okay, you had this piece of information. If you just would have said one thing, it, everything could have been different. But no, y'all are just being in your own corners, being like, oh, we're just going to hide this information over here. Like, I get, like, Mace is in the right, like, okay, like, you were, you left the order, you don't get access to this information. But it's like, it's like everything has little pieces of everything. It's just like, oh, they, if, three, if Maul and Ahsoka and Mace were in a room together, everything could have been solved. <laughs> Yeah, nope, I, I, at one. the same time, it also can go a step back if if Anakin didn't execute Dooku mm-hmm. when Dooku was literally unarmed, unhanded, no hands, <laughs> little yeah. nubs. Also, uh, they could have solved a lot of stuff as as well. <laughs> very quickly, everyone watching, go ahead and uh, drop a like on the stream. And if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, go ahead and do deploy so. the really likes. That. Do it. Yes. I mean, also this. Yeah, I know. He's been blocking me every single time. I know. Fuck you. 
it's awesome. No, but it's like it's go. Uh, can you highlight Chris's comment? Uh, which one? The intelligence. I mean, one? no, the this other one. one? No, this okay. one. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. hit. I'll hit piece by piece. So I understand that. I'm talking. I get that outside of universe. Like I know why that had to happen that way. I get. I understand. This is this was rated 15 years later in a vacuum. I understand that. But in universe, it, it's still frustrating. It's like it's like this thing that happens in Star Wars. Where you're just like, mm, communicate. Mm-hmm. That also goes to Anakin Ruins it. Next one. Oh, that's that's Anakin all the time. That's that come on. Padme's like, we we can talk to Obi Wan. We don't need Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do, homie. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to have a child. We're both not ready for this. We're both not ready for this. Should we tell? Should we tell Obi Wan and like Converter? No, we can't tell Obi Wan because no, we're gonna get kicked out of the order. What? I mean, would that have been such a bad thing for him? No, Listen, it would have been the Anakin right thing. leaves the order. They have kids, and they start a oh. private security firm with Rex. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Uh, but Harris, you were going no, with the. No, I. I was again. I, I wanted to pause on that scene because I feel like that was a good moment to kind of pause on. We pick back up after that is over. Rex and Ahsoka's like, like Rex is like, why didn't you tell her? And he's like, because we'll meet at Anakin later. And Rex is like, okay. And we finally get this like really haunting Blade Runner esque score from Kiner. It just mm-hmm. goes over this last like moments. It's just like. It's also very similar to uh, Anakin and Padme when they're staring at each other in Revenge of the Sith, like where they could see each other. Like, I think that's really where the inspiration came from. But like the way this score <laughs> just moves and haunts them, and like they're walking through Bo-Katan, you get this like very somber goodbye between Ahsoka and Bo-Katan. Like we'll see each other again. They pick up Maul. You go. You the camera zooms right on Maul. Like Maul is like like terrified. Like he knows something's gonna happen. Go out to the hangar. We get this. Amazing scene final, like I would say goodbye, but not really goodbye between Ahsoka and Rex. And Ahsoka's repeating a lot of stuff from like what Mace Windu was saying in Attack of the Clones of like we were supposed to be keepers of the peace, not soldiers. Rex, you weren't supposed to be here. None of this was supposed to happen. And that was just oh it's so heartbreaking. And then they're like, Hey Rex, you got something coming in. Uh there's something from the mission. Come in. And Ahsoka's like, No, you take it. I'll I'll just give me a minute. And this is the moment I lost my mind when this happened. I can remember like watching this on my phone. I dropped my phone. I was like, what? And like, she's looking out into hyperspace, meditating on the force. And you hear the scene from Revenge of the Sith with Mace Windu, Anakin and Palpatine. And she's witnessing all of this. And then like, this is the first time you, and only time you'll ever hear Hayden Christensen in Clone Wars of like, of like, just, oh, like no, no one can describe that. Actually, that is that is that isn't Hayden Christensen. That's Matt Lanter's voice. No, no, it, you, no, you it's intercut. No, you get both. You get yeah, Hayden you do get both. You get really? Hayden Christensen because uh, it's like he must live, and then yeah, and then you get Matt Lanter's of what have I done? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I meant the what have I done part. That yeah, was no, Matt Lanter's. You yeah. hear it both, but you also hear Hayden, Samuel Jackson, and Ian McDermott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's pretty. Awesome. Then you cut in to Order sixty six. And you see the cloak of Palpatine. You get the line from Ian McDermott ripped right from Revenge of the Sith. And they order 66. <laughs> and you get the interesting line of Rex saying, yes, Lord Sidious. So I'm always just so curious about this moment because I always, because I'll ask this. Like, how do you guys think the inhibitor chips operate? Because 
do you think the inhibitor chips gave Rex all that information? Or do you think Rex is like, okay, Ahsoka said this about Darth Sidious, so he's clearly the Chancellor and just put pieces together. Like, what are you guys, like, how do you guys interpret that moment with Rex saying, yes, Lord Sidious? I think it's programmed. Like, just straight, like, it's like, you know, almost like Terminator or something like that. It just, like, logs in, they just, like, dun, 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 you know, like, all the, yeah. the, the text, like, <laughs> scrolls down and stuff do, like do, that. Do, like, do, do. Yeah, you know, um, I honestly think it's, like, kind of more fitting that way, is because, like, they kind of like really harp on like the whole episode, like they're my, like the clones minds, like aren't there like, they're not clones anymore. They're like a whole nother like entity. And I think um, it would make more sense if they were just like, it's like a light switch, you know, it just like once it flips, it's like they, they have all the information. They know Darth Sidious. They know all that, like all that's just like in that inhibitor chip. Yeah. F- fully, fully ag- agree. I, I love that when he says, yes, Lord Sidious, because Ahsoka had just heard Sidious for the first time. And when she mentioned it, like Rex wasn't there. Rex walked away when she was on the, the you know, on the, the hollow. Oh yeah, you're right. It. And, um, and Rex wasn't there when she was talking with, with just Maul about it. So like that information came from somewhere. And so I, I like to think of it as like, like, uh, you put you know tin foil on 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 your your pan before you put it in the <laughs> oven, and so you just like ball it up and you just get rid of all the stuff that they've put on it, and then you're down to like the their actual baseline again. And um, apparently, you know, Rex had a had a couple nuggets left over that was able to help him out. But uh, I I have a lot of questions about Order sixty six my, myself because. Um, does it have to be yeah i just have a lot of questions hopefully we get them answered in the bad batch no i i agree and well i mean even just talking about this moment like how like because i remember i remember i didn't read the ahsoka novel up until 21 and that was a year after the this was all done but i remember the talk around this arc was well rex can't commit order 66 because of the ahsoka novel so like what like what was your guys reaction to seeing Rex commit Order 66. I remember my reaction was, sh- I was shook. I was like, what? Like, what is going on? Because that entire moment just had me in for a loop, and it just, I felt nothing but hard emotions. <laughs> I mean, it could have been, like, like a frequency, you know? Like, I don't know, did, like, Sidious didn't call up every single clone. Be like, hey, you know, execute Order 66. Like, I wonder if he, like, called that frequency, and every clone heard, like, his name being said by Darth Sidious, like, execute Order 66, and then it just clicked on inside of their brain. So it is a frequency because in Bad Batch, um, they talk about that because Mm -hmm. uh, Tech says that there's a frequency, and it says, and it's saying execute Order 66. So it is a frequency to where it flips with the the inhibitor, and it takes on. And I think the, the most, like, the best use of that saying is in Kenobi. I think when they use that over and over again, that's what the clones are hearing. It's like mm-hmm. nonstop. It's not just once. It's it's ongoing that's... until all of the Jedi are are are, are gone. I think you're on to something because when Rex is like find five, like his eyes are twitching. He's like trying yeah. to like overpower Order sixty six. He's like yeah. Did you guys ever watch the show Dollhouse? No. It was, a, it was an, an old show, and like 
uh, only the first season is 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 good, but I don't, it just kind of kind of reminded me of of that. It was an old Joss Whedon show. Uh, he's a piece of crap, but yeah. the show itself was good. And it was it's it's about these people that will essentially like they need money and stuff, so they basically sign a contract where they are letting this company like um, wipe their mind and input things in it for different purposes. So like a, a super rich person's kid gets kidnapped. And so like her mind, they put in the information from like uh, this investigator so that she can be the person that, to negotiate and investigate and get the kid back. Or um, there's also shady ones where like a guy who became a millionaire, his wife like got in an accident on the, her way home from work where he was going to tell her and show her he bought a house and all this stuff. And so he would put his wife's memories in her like once a year so that he can live that the day that as he wanted it and stuff like that. But like, it's actually, I'd never put it together because it's quite similar because it is a frequency and for the main character, certain of those of her past starts to bleed through and you wipe them at any point. It's, I don't know, just really interconnected. It's a good no. show. The first, first season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what the hell is going on with that? <laughs> i've been like glancing over and be like i'm rick harrison and this is my pawn shop you'll never know what's gonna walk through that door maybe it's order 66 and emotional damage you'll never fucking know 501st just pulls up to the pawn shop <laughs> best i can do is three dollars <laughs> <laughs> Rick Harrison, you've been marked for termination under Order 66. <laughs> under the special organization. Every pawn shop order must be executed for treason. Oh my God. Yes! I, I love this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? Like, we needed this for this episode because yeah. it's so emotionally devastating. You kind of <laughs> need these like, little breaks of like... The humor is balancing. It's no, balancing it out. It, I mean, you, you can't help but love it. You know, that's the one thing I love about live shows is that you never know what's going to happen. You know, what episode was it when we just had like Darth Vader, Ewan McGregor? Like, it I know they shut up, shut up earlier. Ones. The lost ones. It just went out. Like half the episode is like unusable. Y'all motherfuckers who are using these alt accounts, you better be liking the stream, or I'll yeah, find yeah, you. Yeah, 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 I will yeah. find you and kill you. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, no, no, no. We're not. We, no, no, we're not going. Harris, I know hey, we're talking about hey, Order sixty six, hey, but hey, that went a little bit too far. Harris has been like playing GTA too much. Yeah, We are not part of Sons of Anarchy. We cannot just go out threatening people. <laughs> can't you slap people in the face with a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't. Don't be over here threatening Chumley. Okay. Good yeah. my God! I mean, that man is has been to prison. Come on, you don't mess with Chumley. Anyway, 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 let's continue. Anyways, speaking of light humor, Ahsoka finally uh, gets out of there. She jumps up to the vents, pops down, frees Maul, and Maul's like, "Oh, like I said earlier, oh my God! Wait, the clones are being used. Palpatine's a genius. He used his own army against them." And Ahsoka's like, "All right, let's go." And Maul's like, "Wait." Like, okay, let's team up. We're going to go this way. We're going to go this way. And so it's like, I'm not teaming up with you. You're the diversion. You go over there. Maul's like, well, can you at least give me a lightsaber to give me like, you know, like a fighting chance? And so it's like, no, fuck you. Go over there and go deal with them. And like the face Maul makes always just makes me laugh because it's like that, like, okay. 
and he just like walks off and Ahsoka's like goes over sprints over goes over to the droids parts activates all the droids and like starts locking into that episode or the, the transition why is the episode sorry I was reading you saw, you saw Ben's her. comment uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 chat yeah. locking in they go into the fives and the, they get she gets like the llama stew thing and she's like what the hell is this like she's like load up Rex's and the droid's like it's locked and she's like it's Anakin's me- message she's like yes she goes use uh the code 8108 I was gonna say something but I don't know if charging a three inches too fast so I'm gonna save my thought for that later I'm gonna just take oh that no go ahead go ahead go ahead oh, is it a party not party interest three inches too fast I don't think no no wait there number eight one zero eight no no okay so guess bonus fact three interesting facts even though it's before three interesting facts that number actually has a certain interesting uh, relation it's because 81 is Hayden Christensen's birth year 1981 and the 08 is the Clone War, the year the Clone Wars movie came out so it's 8108. So it's both Hayden Christensen's and Matt Lanter's. There you go. There, that's, a, that's an interesting fact there. But go through. Soak is watching the five messages trying to like, decrypt what's going on and something about she's like, okay, the inhibitor chips, there's something going on here. And then we jump cut. Maul's just ripping through the ship. He's just killing clones. And, and like, again, like, what was your guys' like thoughts on like that whole scene when that first was going on with like Maul like ripping the ship apart with like and like grabbing clones and like throwing them down in a hallway. Epic. <laughs> I mean, it was very, um, very Rogue One esque. And like, I, I know uh, Sam's played a lot of uh, uh, different characters and stuff like that. Um, I definitely come from the uh, video game side of Star Wars for sure. Uh, so it reminded me of The Force Unleashed because like you can just do that sort of stuff within the game. And I was like, dang, this is so like star killer ask and like search like in that that kind of style universe um and like he was just savage he was just like all right i don't even need a weapon i'll just start pulling stuff off the walls and blocking and then when he cuts the clone trooper's arm off at the very end i was like oh man i was like they're getting real i was like this is supposed to be a kid's show and they're like <laughs> slicing clones arms off and stuff like that I was like all right all right i just love how Maul's like all right you didn't give me a lightsaber bet i'm using the entire ship as a weapon <laughs> just like it's so brutal and then like he said the arm falls and he's like oh they're communicating i'm just gonna take that for me (laughs) and then again uh so it diverges with the droids they get rex they finally are locking him down and she was able to knock him out with a uh, shocking sadly enough like again kind of like what luke was saying earlier about phantom apprentice if you pay attention to what ahsoka is saying to rex during that message, it's very similar to what Omega says to mm-hmm. Crosshair in the first episode of Bad Batch. It's like, this is not you. You were programmed to do this at a young age. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's not you. I know it's not you. It's, again, very devastating. Thank you, fan edits, for breaking my heart forever. <laughs> then, finally, they get in. They, they put him in like, a little chamber. And the droid can't find the inhibitor chips. So Ahsoka's like, all right, I'm going to improvise here. I'm going to use the Force. And then you get this awesome callback to Rogue One with, I am the one with the Force, and the Force is with me. And she's like, and like you get like D. Bradley like, Baker and Ashley's like, accent, like, harmonizing at one moment it's just like you're like and the score builds and builds and then they finally find it and then the clones start breaking through and like ahsoka's like doing this like last stand and i mean you don't know where rex's allegiance is he's just rips out like the guns and like finally shoots it off and he's with ahsoka and ahsoka's like deactivates and like she finally runs over to rex and she's like okay what's going on and rex gives almost a line for line recreation of what alec guinness tells luke in a new hope the clone troopers have been ordered to execute and hunt down the Jedi Knights and it cuts to black and then you hear Darth Sidious's theme and you're just like holy fuck what an episode <laughs> and now I'll give it back to Char for the final episode to take us home alright well, sorry can I, can I just uh, no, you're good. one yeah. thing real quick um, so so the the, the 810 uh, the, the password uh also, I mean, just just a straight release date of the Clone Wars movie was August tenth, two thousand and eight. So ah, there you go. Um, also, why is password security so bad? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no symbols. There's no underscores. You know, you need but that's a, also like a little arabesque in there. That, that's also character for Anakin. Let's be hundred percent honest here, though. Anakin would have the most simple password in the world. <laughs> Well, it can't be symbols because those analysis droids only focus on symbols. <laughs> Luke, where's the glove? Cloners. Cloners. Reminds me of the, the Red Hood joke in um in Titans. They're like, the password, what's the password? And you're like, it's Jason Todd made it. It's like, oh, okay, what is it? And it turns out it's it's 42069. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. Todd. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but Char, all right, we dive into the final episode of Clone Wars, which is season seven, episode 12, Victory and Death. And a lot of things happen here. So we get the scene where Ahsoka and Rex are trapped in the medical bay where, where they're trying to find where the inhibitor chip is. Ahsoka finds it and Rex is able to get up from under the uh, uh, the surgery table and fend off the clones that were attacking Ahsoka because she was struggling with how many were getting through the door. And once Rex came up, um, 
the droids sealed the door and they had a moment to talk and talk as humans rather than um, um, Ahsoka and a controlled, uh, essentially a a completely different uh, entity. And so what makes this so, so crazy is that right when that happens, Ahsoka just asks, are you okay? She doesn't she doesn't get mad at him for almost executing her multiple times. She just says, Are you okay? And he says, Yeah, kid, I am all right. I almost killed you. What happened? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Rex, how many of us have this? And he says, Ahsoka, it's all of us. The entire Grand Army of the Republic has been ex- has been ordered to execute the Jedi. And this is a huge revelation for her. And and this is exactly what... Um, this is very similar to what Maul told her when she went to go free him, is that um, every clone has been programmed to hunt the Jedi. And it's, it's a very ominous scene where you have them two together, and then you have about maybe 20, 30 clone troopers outside the door trying to hunt them down. And... They try to figure out an escape plan, and the droids that were that assisted Ahsoka with getting him into the medical the medical bay are assisting them to get out. And they come up with this very, very genius plan where they're going to. Elmo, what do you? I kind of want a cookie. <laughs> I'm trying to get into the spiel. And uh, hold on, hold on, happening. real quick. I want to. I want to address this to Elmo. Elmo, you're absolutely right. But this is not the time or the fucking place <laughs> to be lecturing me about a... being nice. All right. There is no niceness when they're sad. Honestly, you know who I want. You know who I think that is. Chase. He loves the Muppets. He loves the Muppets. So straight up, I could see that. I could see that. It'd be Alanis and it would be uh, and it would be uh, Chase. Anyway. That would be the funniest. We all think it's Char's best friend, but they all just manipulate us into thinking it's someone else entirely. That would be the most all them right. thing. Sorry, I mean, last Char. time something like this happened, it was Brian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> anyway, enough with the uh, the Elmo talk. Elmo. So, when they're, when they're trying to escape the medical bay and they're trying to get to the hangar to escape off the ship... We notice that Ahsoka is not trying to kill any of the clones. And you see her command Rex to use stun only. And that she doesn't want the lives of the clones to be on her. And and so she only wants them to use stun. She does not want any lives of the clones being taken. Why do you think Ahsoka cares so much about the clones' lives compared to her other former peers inside the Jedi Order? Because she can sense Master Yoda going Mortal Kombat on all these freaking clones in the Jedi Temple. <laughs> She's being like, shame. <laughs> like, you ever seen that? Uh, that's that Hot Fuzz meme wherever he's like loading the shotgun or whatever. And he's like, shame, and then he starts like blowing people away in Hot Fuzz. It's always what I think about. I just, I love that because, like, I just like I said, it's not sort of my mind when rewatching and even watching the first time. It's like, it's like I'm not gonna kill them, Rex. Meanwhile, the Jedi Temple. Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan's like, all right, cut off an arm. Here we go. You killed all of my family. Basically, you know, but anyway. Yeah, does anyone have any other thoughts about 
Great. You're right, though. But I think for Soka specifically, she was a baby, basically, right? 14 years old when she yeah. joined this war. She was a child soldier. So I think especially adults, the adult Jedi, like they were commanders and these were their soldiers. And so these were their like responsibilities, their pawns, you know, they respected the clones, but they were just fighters. With Ahsoka, like she grew up with them, and I'm sure she had a very close connection with most of them, especially inside of this division. So it wasn't like, oh, like these are these are my soldiers. No, these are like my brothers. These are my friends. Like I can't kill them. Like they have their helmets on, but I know who every single one of these clones are underneath that helmet. She had a really special connection. It just wasn't going to happen for her, probably because she met them when she was so young. Yeah, yeah. and I am loyalty. Uh, just like Anakin said, it loyalty means everything. Also, from my point of view. <laughs> anyway, um, oh uh, no! I actually see them as the exact same thing. Uh, so, so this is a subdivision of of the Bible first. You know, this is who she has been commanding in, in the trenches with for these past three and a half years, like the most pivotal years of her life. For Yoda. He's been training these Jedi for 800 years. And I think, you know, obviously he's going to be murking clones in there because he spent all of his time with the Jedi and he's there to protect the Jedi. They're trying to get to, you know, to the signal and figure out what was going on. So I honestly see them as the same exact thing. And I, I, and also I see if push came to shove, she would take him down because she does kill the very first two that attack her with, with Rex. Um, and then also, side note, I, she released Maul. Did she not think Maul was going to? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, like I also, you know, she released Maul to run and do chaos and do damage, and Maul is the one that takes down the ship. So I, I, I don't know. I've, I've mixed feelings about this, but I do love the fact that she doesn't want to directly be responsible because. Um, it is heartbreaking. She's she's grown up around these these guys, and she loves them, and they love her very much. You bring up an interesting point because I'm thinking back to the episode with Obi Wan and Satine because she's a pacifist. She doesn't want to get her hands dirty because of her morals, right? But Anakin is the one who saves the day because he shoots the guy. Like mm -hmm. she's alive, like she wouldn't be able to be a pacifist if somebody didn't resort to violence and. Maybe Ahsoka, I'm not saying she got the easy way out, but she didn't have to get her hands dirty because she let them all out. Yeah, good points. And Chaco, I find I find that that uh, interesting question about why did Ahsoka uh, not want to uh, take out the clones, but knowing what Maul is going to do, he's going to do exactly that. Well, Ahsoka just didn't want the lives of the clones on her hands, which brings mm -hmm. up to the the next topic of this episode so ahsoka and rex make their way towards the hangar bay and they, and you see jesse and all these clones line up to barricade them and block them from leaving the ship and rex and ahsoka try to come up with this plan on escape and rex has a very touching moment where he says ahsoka i know that you care about their lives but they don't care they're willing to die to take to take you uh to take you and i with them and they're my the soldiers my brothers are willing to die for it and 
and Ahsoka just pauses for a second, takes off his helmet, and you see the tear running down his eyes. And it's like he's finally trying to understand what's going on, is that his brothers are being controlled by this. And he's he was a part of it for a moment until Ahsoka saved him. And just seeing what the clone are, the clone troopers were meant for, it was there's so many different ways you can depict that scene, that tear that falls down his face. And then Ahsoka tells him, I will not be the one to kill them. And they go down there and Ahsoka uh, has a plan. And Rex goes down there and says, uh, oh, hold your fire. I got this under control. And then Jesse's like, execute it or I will. And then Rex is trying to be uh, Mr. Diplomat. Well, babe, hold on a second. Ahsoka Tano is not a member of the Jedi Order anymore. So, as a matter of fact, we don't have to execute her. And then Jesse has a moment. And uh, and then he points his guns again. And then Rex says, Jesse, I've been with you for a long time. If we, if we make this mistake right now, we will be the ones making the trees in here. And then he says, uh Captain uh, Commander Rex, I I now uh, mark you uh, uh, or I'm from the exact of the whisper. Republic. Yeah. Um, I mark you for treason uh, under the Republic. You uh you are marked for Order sixty six and uh, blah 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 blah. And then he's demoted to Captain. Uh, I'm demoting you from Commander, and you will be relieved of duty. And then he says, uh, "Well, I didn't like being a Commander anyway." <laughs> and then they go and <laughs> and. And then you have the droids on the side lifting up the uh, the uh, the the lifts to kind of make them uh, have less of a uh, less fire getting in their way. So you have these three levels dropping down, and then you have a, just to like make the numbers less to make it. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to find the right words here, but uh, just to divide the numbers, I'd say. <laughs> and so they come up with this huge plan and. When they're doing that, they see Maul trying to escape on the ship that they were trying to get on. And which is a very interesting thing because right when Maul gets in the ship, they have a little bit of a, a fight and Ahsoka gets pushed and Maul gets on there. And Ahsoka is in the middle of force pulling the ship to make sure Maul doesn't escape and trying to make sure that Rex doesn't get taken down. And she's trying to make that choice. And when I was watching this, I love how she was willing. She There was a close-up of her hand, and she just let go of Maul and then got back to protecting Rex. And I loved how there's so many lessons with Star Wars, especially amongst the Jedi Order and the Clone Wars, about letting go and yeah. being able to move on and be like, okay, for another time. But I have to focus on what's important here, which is getting off the ship and making sure Rex and I get out of here alive. And And so what happens is, Right after that, they find their way out, and that that uh that droid slaughter was very sad. <laughs> yeah, Yo, I was going to say that. that was like excessive. They were like, "Hey, not only we're we going to shoot him, we're going to keep shooting." They're just like, just I was like, since when can a droid commit treason? <laughs> that was the opening of RoboCop, but for droids. And then like, jeez, <laughs> he's doing that. Yeah, four clones gain up on an R2 unit and they're just also like, why? That's um, so mean. One they're thing, pretending like, it's A-list Akira. The, when oh, no. Ahsoka like <laughs> slices at Maul, like I like that two seconds of him just going like, oh man, this chick's not playing around. Like I almost died. Like, no, I love just, the like, video Nidra made it. of like the lightsaber goes through her throat and he's like, I could have died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his face is just like, oh my god, like that was close, you know. 
I also love how they use a little bit of the Kenobi scream at the end. The, ah! And he throws her yeah. away. Yeah, I noticed that too. Also, how cool is it to just have Ahsoka facing them and Rex has his guns on either side of her, like firing, and she's like dodging? It was just such a cool, like, animated scene. Yeah, they have such good chemistry and teamwork, and it's, it, it, it definitely shows throughout, like, this next 20 minutes of them just trying to fend off all the other clone troopers. Uh, but, uh, Billy, do you have any uh, other thoughts about their escape from the ship? Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster, in a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. My mind is completely blank because I'm like feeling all of these emotions all over again and it's traumatizing. Oh, I don't blame you. (laughs) As a Star Wars fan, trauma is like every day. Yeah, I'm stuck (laughs) right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we, so Rex sees a, a Y-Wing available that's still on the ship that they can get off of. So they get off there and they're, the ship is in, is mid exploding. Like they are, they're, they barely make it off of their alive. And then they escape. Rex gets on there and they make it off to the planet and they survive. They barely survive. Because right when it gets into the atmosphere, they exit out of it and they're they they survive. I just I find it remarkable how they were man they were able to get out of there, uh, defeat about maybe or stun about two hundred clones, and still be able to make it out on a Y wing. But so this is where Clone Wars essentially ends right here. So they get down to the planet, and there is an emotional scene with them burying all the clones which is why which was why why ahsoka didn't want to be the one to kill them because because loyalty is everything and the fact that she buried the clones that had her face on their armor or their helmets there's so much uh poetry with it and with rex being able to have to bury his brothers and then there's a moment where ahsoka has her lightsabers in her hand and she just drops them to be able to be like, hey, if if these are found, they will think I'm dead. And I'll be able to... And then they won't have any speculation as to where I am when they see my lightsabers on the ground. Because it's, once again, it's me letting go. And moving on from what has happened. So, um, And then that right there is the end of the Clone Wars. And then we get this, this time lapse. Like 10 years into the future. With the empire and vader which this is the first time vader's ever been in clone wars animation it looked so beautiful mm-hmm. and there's they're looking over the ship you get probe droids you get snow troopers you get all of these people just surrounding the ship and in the snow you can see ahsoka's lightsaber and you can see one of the 332nd's helmet and it's like when you when you see vader go and grab the lightsaber and you see 
Ahsoka's face on a clone trooper's helmet in the ground as visible as ever. And you see Vader ignite the lightsaber while looking up at the Clone Warship. It's like a, a walk down memory lane for him and a reflection of who he once was, just like how Chaco said earlier. And it's a very, very impactful moment. And so the last question I want to ask you guys is, why do you think Vader chooses to go to the planet so long after Ahsoka's? And where do you think it takes place in the timeline? Because we all know that it takes place in the Imperial era, but we have no idea when exactly. We'll go with Max. Okay. Um, I don't think Vader needed to go. I think Anakin needed to go. I think there's, you know, Anakin, like Vader definitely, um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the boat that like Vader and Anakin are kind of like, he has like almost like multiple personalities sort of thing. Like they're two different people. Like he pushes one down and the other one comes up and then sometimes it flip flops. And I think in that moment, the Anakin kind of needed, needed that. That's why he ignites the lightsaber. He kind of looks up at like the, uh, what, what animal is that I the more yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I was blanking on the name. Uh, he looks up and he kind of has that moment. And then as soon as the lightsaber deactivates, he goes back to being Vader. He put like he he also kind of puts it behind. And he just deactivates it and walks away. You know, he get, Anakin got that little moment and then Vader came back in, you know. Also, real quick, though, I did want to uh, harsh on the, the when it pans to Jesse real quick um, before yes. before we get to Vader. This the reason why for me that scene hits so freaking hard is because Jesse was originally supposed to be in Rebels. He was supposed to be like one of the members in that clone like brigade. Oh, and Silos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, the fact that we didn't get him and that he dies and like the the ship coming, I'm like, man, Dave Filoni, why you gotta do us like that, bro? I was like, I could have been fine with that that little bit of knowledge, but he had to like drop that little little bit of knowledge in there. I was like, that makes that seem so much more like hit you in the feels. What gets me the most, I'll add a little bit more details to what Char was describing. The fact when Anakin looks up and he can see Morai flying in the distance, because that's what sells it in the end. It's Anakin's like, oh, I know, I know who that is. That's the daughter. That she has this close connection to, to Ahsoka. That's what sells it. It's the way like she's screaming and just flying around. Like Morai's the one that sells it all. And then like if you look very closely in the scene, you can actually see. Because this is how crazy the animation is in season seven. You can actually see Anna, Anakin's yeah, face. Yeah, you can see yeah, like can see his Anakin's tears eyes. coming down his face, and like his eyes are like faintly blue for a couple seconds, kind of like Kenobi, like when he gets slashed in the face. Like you can see a little bit of blue, and then it goes back to yellow. It's yeah. that scene is just yeah. so emotionally devastating. But no, to like what Char was saying, like, like if I had to speculate where I think it takes place in the timeline, I think it's after Kenobi. It was because remember Palpatine's like. Like, you must, like, forget Kenobi. Just serve me. I think Anakin was like, okay, I need to do this one last thing. If your past cannot be overcome. It was his attempt, like Kylo says, he's trying to kill the past within himself. He's doing this last one final attempt to kill himself, but it doesn't really work because he's one person. Anakin Vader is the same person. He tries to. It just doesn't work. It's yeah. It's, he tries to like give into his persona, but it doesn't work, and you leave this very just emotionally devastating scene. But Brand, where do you stand on the whole? Where do you think it takes place on the timeline? 
no, I, I agree. I'd say after Kenobi. Um, and I think, you know, especially if, if you, you, you know, read the um, 2015 Vader run um, alongside the 2015 Star Wars run, because in those runs, Vader is running missions for Palpatine, but he also is doing his own stuff um, this, this entire time as well. Like he visits Jabba the Hutt. And Jabba's like, you're supposed to be here tomorrow. And he's like, I will be here tomorrow in an official capacity. Uh, but like, no, we we, we got words, <laughs> uh, unofficial words here. And so, it, and just like you said, at the very end of Kenobi where, you know, he tells, or Palpatine tells, um, tells him to forget about Kenobi. Listen, that is your past. You are supposed to move on. And uh, again, I, I I don't subscribe to them. I mean, I feel like you see the actions of both, but one is just what he's supposed to be doing in the eyes of the emperor, and the other is what he wants to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I, he probably has been, he's probably been trying to get to this location for a long time and had to fabricate something <laughs> to like allow uh to be allowed to to do it but yeah i say um i say just after kenobi but before obviously before rebels so in that in that little four or five year time gap i want to hear billy's thoughts and then i will give my thoughts because i i disagree i disagree Ooh, spicy i was gonna say i didn't i didn't know when it took but I guess yeah, after Kenobi does make a lot of sense. Trying him trying to to tie those loose ends, but he never gets to tie those loose ends because even in the comics, what as recent as 2020, he's still visiting Padme's grave. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought I thought it was interesting when he saw Morai in the sky, and I kind of see Anakin, and it's kind of my way of excusing everything. I'll be honest, I kind of see him as like Bruce Banner, Hulk, and then Smart Hulk. Um, he's kind of like one in the same, but I thought when he saw Morai, it was kind of like this sign that she's still alive. Like the daughter is telling him, you know, like I wouldn't be here if you didn't still need her. That's kind of how I saw it when I first watched that episode through my tears. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good way to say it. I personally think it's before Kenobi. Because then this the, there's a couple of reasons why he he's doing he a he looks more like he does before Kenobi he's closer to his Kenobi look than he is to like his uh, A New Hope or or Empire Return Trek of the Jedi or, yeah or Return yeah. of the Jedi he's got the red lenses which is is more he's got the matte finish yeah, yeah he's got the matte finish and I I personally think it's before because. Yes, Ahsoka means a lot to him, and he wants to he wants to try to get rid of it. But when we get Kenobi, he's fully he's that's the one person that he is instantly like like that because even when he discovers that Ahsoka is alive, it, it it's it's not the same mm. in in my opinion because it's like that he yes he he's trying to like rid himself of Anakin, but like there's still a little bit left. And he I, just the fact the way he looks 
And I think it fits better in before Kenobi because A, he goes, I'm getting rid of Ahsoka. And then when he finds out Kenobi's still alive, that's the final straw. That's the fi- that's This is my final hurdle. And that's why I think it's before. Like, it makes sense. I like that. After, I agree. But yeah. I, think yeah. it's, I think it's I, before. I changed my stance. <laughs> I, I stand with Luke. <laughs> I, think, I think it's before because it's like, if you look at that, because it's like he's he's accepting that 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 he doesn't have to face her. She's gone. I can let that go. And then he finds out Obi-Wan's alive. And then he's like, that is my final. That This is my final test to finally rid myself of Anakin Skywalker. And he yeah. fails. Because in Rebels, when he first encounters Ahsoka, it's, yes. he's talking in this like second-party voice of like, you were foretold to be here. Uh, the apprentice foretold. of Anakin Skywalker is here. Yeah. And then when the mask is slashed, it's like deja vu all over again. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason why I think it it, it fits. I, I think it fits better with it being before Kenobi. Shortly before Kenobi. It, it's, it, 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 I would love to ask Dave Filoni if they do at Celebration next year, if they have a panel. Like, ask him, hey, when does this take place, like, in the timeline? Maybe we'll get it in the timelines book. Maybe. I mean, I mean, that's what that that's that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Or I, maybe in the Ahsoka show, we'll get a flashback to when she does leave that planet. Ooh, that would be interesting. Well, mm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm hold my tongue for that one. Or maybe it'll get touched upon. I don't know. But, maybe Anakin. Maybe Force goes. Anakin will talk about it a little bit. No, Ooh. I'm saying. I'm saying. We may see it sooner than you think, Char. That's all I'll say. Predictions, predictions. Anyway, Char, three interesting facts. All right, so the final three interesting facts for the Clone Wars. So they, uh, I'm not sure what the status will be for Rebels, but I'm... No, it's coming back for Rebels. All It'll right, be back. So, yes, it will be back for Rebels. But this is the final three interesting facts for the Clone Wars. Three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 43, the Siege of Mandalore edition. Fact one, Dryden Voss's design. The Shadow Collective members that Maul confers with were added during the animation phase of the episode, which happens later than the design phase. Both the Falleen and Dryden Voss are made from reworked existing models. In fact, Voss is a composite of a background Mandalorian citizen and an existing Mandalorian minister who has had his face subtly, adju- subtly adjusted with Obi-Wan's hair added to his head. Fact 2, Bo-Katan's new look. Bo-Katan, however, received several design updates. She has new eyes, new proportions, new holsters, and her helmet paint job matches the one seen in Star Wars Rebels. Fact 3, Victory in Death's opening. The opening music features a live choir, a rarity for Star Wars The Clone Wars. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about the Siege of Mandalore. Well, I wouldn't even say it's just a live choir. Do you know what they're playing, right? Mm-hmm. It's Anakin becoming Vader. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just a. It's in a different. It's in. in it's in a different pitch. But yeah. Um. And for the last time, for the last time in Clone Wars, it's time for the episode ranking. Well, Luke, before we get to the ranking. Oh yeah. You gotta pull up something. Yeah, I promise it's a promise, my good sir. Yeah, took forever. I will give you. Yeah, that yeah, we'll we'll do that after the ranking. Oh, do it after the because ranking? once because once the ranking is done, we'll put it there. Ah, that's a good well, I guess, idea. I guess I'll photo, Photoshop. All right. 
<laughs> so, so without further ado, so we're gonna dive into the rankings of this episode. Everyone in the chat, go ahead and think. What did you What did you think of this arc? Is it a, Is it a youngling, which is bad? Padawan, is it okay? Jedi Knight, is it good? Jedi Master, is it great? Or is it Grandmaster, which is the best of the best, top of the notch, a chef's kiss? So let us know down below in the comments. Um, let's start with Billy, since she's a uh, a newcomer to the Pod Ones podcast. Where do you rank this arc? In all of the arcs in Clone Wars? Um, no, just just you. Uh, what do you think of this arc standalone? Like, what's my ranking of it? Yeah, yep. what is your ranking of this arc? Oh, definitely Chef's Kiss. Yes. Event, <laughs> 100%. If you get to the end of Clone Wars, you will be a happy Star Wars fan. Agreed. Yeah. Awesome. Agreed. Max. Uh, Max. Oh. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I'm going to have to give it a youngling, man. It was just garbage. You know? The story is flat. for a youngling. Let's just, go. It's just not good, man. You know? what <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, yes, kidding, I'm, kidding. Back. <laughs> I'm kidding i'm kidding it's of back. course Chase brought um, it back. <laughs> uh no def- definitely grandmaster for sure i mean this is some of the best star wars content i think like we've ever gotten so i chef's kiss all the way okay so Uh-oh. i give this um oneness <laughs> it, it, I, I was like, is there anything above Grandmaster? And like, I, the only thing I can think of is in in Star Wars Legends, where like Luke becomes one with the Force, but <laughs> yeah. like retains uh, it and and basically turns into supersonic. It's it's kind of weird, <laughs> but that's why I don't like reading Legend. <laughs> uh, and it glows with light, and yeah, he just becomes like Space Jesus. But yeah, uh, above. It's it's top whatever whatever the top I can I can choose this is slightly above that I think um, the the quality of, is the highest of the Clone Wars if if I look at quality of any individual thing quality of music quality of animation quality of the the actors performances um, the amount of emotional uh, emotions that that you get out of this. Um, yeah, I I fully believe that this is this arc is part of the reason why we are getting um, Tales of the Jedi because there's like, damn, we can do this stuff now. All right, <laughs> let's yeah. run them back. 
<laughs> no, it goes to what Dave Filoni said during the panel. He's like, he's like, what I was doing in the Clone Wars 2008 movie was like Atari 2600, and this is like the new gen console. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but no, to give my own ranking, it's obviously Grandmaster. Obviously, what do you expect me to say, Youngling? Like the rest of them? Come on, what am I? What am I? What am I? What am I, what am I a shill? Oh, God, don't bring that up. Yes, this arc is a grandmaster for me as well. It is just so beautiful. It's so well done. It's the perfect period of the sentence for Clone Wars. And it just ties the strings up so well. Uh, Sorry, my dog's doing something. Um, What uh, ranking did Chewie give it? uh, I don't know. He would give it a grandmaster. I don't know what he's anyway yeah so uh, let's uh, so let's look at some of these uh the, the chats ranking so we have kirk who says chef's kiss grandmaster we have ven who also says a grandmaster we have saint pat that says grandmaster we have elmo that says grandmaster <laughs> elmo! we have kenny that says grandmaster of grandmasters so that's the top of the top very similar to what chaco said and kirk said i wish we that we could see it in the theaters as a single movie that would have been cool well you did kind of get that in uh an unofficial <laughs> cosmic capacity. force is the, yeah. is the ranking for pep <laughs> luke bring it up Time i know, drag. i'm trying to all right so what I'm we did to. was so harith decided to Hold make on. a ranking list of all of the clone wars and where they were ranked on after every single episode that we had with clone wars so with this i believe this is the 11th grandmaster arc that we've had Yes. 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 So we've had eleven grandmasters out of the uh, the fifty nine arcs that we have covered. So hold on. And some of them don't have rankings because Luke or prior to uh because uh, there was a certain point in time before I came on where th- there was no ranking system and there were no arcs being covered. So it was just individual episodes. So there, there we go. No time before you char. We had a cut off <laughs> malevolence and a few other episodes, but yes. All right, thanks, Harith. Sorry, my my share screen wasn't working, so that's 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 uh yeah. Um, Harith, do you want to break this down a little bit for them? Sure. So again, like Char said, I went through not not kidding. Every single Podwans episode from well, it technically starts with nine because if you're wondering why Malevolence and Rookies aren't there, it's because they didn't rank it yet until Char became a host. So there's why those arcs are or those two are missing. But no, so. Obviously, you got the 11 Grandmasters. You start with Pursuit of Peace all the way to Siege of Mandalore. You got Jedi Master from Maul's Return all the way down to Mon Cala. I'm sorry. I, I wish I was a host then. Even you get Ahsoka's <laughs> Walkabout all the way down to... What, what episode? It's the... the that's, um, that's the one on Naboo. What's it called? Oh, um, I really like that one. That's the season three episode. Yeah. And then you get Padawan with Lair Grievous to uh, Hunt for Zero. And you get Zero Younglings. Not a single youngling was ever given. You know what? I feel like that's fair. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. So the Grandmaster ones, we have Pursuit of Peace, Pursuit of Peace and Senate Murders. We have the Mortis arc. We have Umbara. We have Zygeria. We also have the Obi-Wan Undercover arc, the Deception. We have uh, the Maul Ascension arc. We have the Orders arc. We have the Lost Dark Ones Disciple, episode. The book. We have uh, the Yoda arc, the end of season six. We have Dark Disciple and we have of course, at last, Siege of Mandalore. So out of all of those, we have 11 Grandmasters, and I feel like... So before we uh, close, would there be any of these arcs that you would change? 
from the guests that we have right here, do you think that some are higher or lower than what you uh, would prefer? I'd say Grievous's layer. I thought that one was pretty good. That's the one where they're like the clones are in there uh, with Kit Fisto, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the episode where his Nadarva. Yeah, I uh, thought that was. I mean, maybe it's just because I really like Plo Koon, but I thought Plo Koon fighting Grievous and like them like going through the layer and stuff like that and kind of seeing how uh, Grievous was put together. Like, I, I don't think it's like a grandmaster by any means, but I I would have put that one <laughs> a little higher up personally. <laughs> you better not talk about D Squad that way. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I. I the the episode where it's it's R two D two and C three PO and they're like getting fruit. Oh, that one. <laughs> oh, the I, I, that, that should have been. Uh, I, I. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the Polynesian spa. Right. I think I think it was called Polynesian Nomad Spirit. Droid. Or is yeah, it a different one? that was the one. I think if I remember correctly, they ranked it Jedi Knight for ironic value, and it just yes. it screwed up the whole ranking. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> That's the only one I would I, I would uh, really put put lower on the list, but yeah, this this looks it looks solid. Yeah, yeah I feel like the one arc that I would have moved personally personally is lightsaber lost, yeah. one with uh Terrace Anube and Jedi Knight. I feel like it should have been a Jedi Master arc, but that's just me. I agree. I would actually flip this and Moncala, even though if it was up to me, Moncala would be. Powerful. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I don't care, Brendan. Hey. Yeah. Well, thank I'm God, thank God, Brendan Mon from Mon Cloud City Conversations is not in the chat because he would be toasting Harith right now for <laughs> trying to debate on moving Moncala down in the rankings. Yeah, I was in a host then; I couldn't influence it. I would have moved it down by a yes. lot. So, for everyone that's watching, this, I would also, it, but it also contains my least like my yes! least character. Oh, um, is that Shark Man? Uh, Rift Hampson. Yeah, Rift Hampson. Yeah. Stupid shark face bastard. I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm not alone. Yeah, um, so for all of you viewers, that was our complete ranking of Clone Wars. And yeah, this is the the end of the Clone Wars re, uh, rewatch and watch along. Well, kind of the watch along, but our coverage of the show. So now we will be moving on to Rebels starting next week, Luke, right? Yeah, um, we'll be starting next week. Uh, I just want to say one quick thing. Uh, I started this uh, in June of last year, and we had, like, uh, maybe 30 subs, you know? And to see where it is now, where we're, where we're like, literally, I've met so many amazing people from this, this, this little thing, and it's grown. And we're not done. We're, we're, we're branching out into other things. We're, we're, we're doing House of Dragon. We're doing, we're doing uh, Rings of Power. We're still doing Star Wars content. This is always going to be a Star Wars content. Like This, is, this channel is going to be Star Wars. But um, I love the fact that I've met so many people that I can call family now. Mm -hmm. um, and I wouldn't have that if you guys didn't believe in what we do. We appreciate every. Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus, there's God no better way. Damn it! Oh. I was Aiden. trying to give it a sentiment here, and you come in top yeah. rope. Aiden's Son. trying to ruin it with bringing up Star Wars celebration memories. Son of a bitch. Anyway, uh, I just want to thank everybody that's been on for our Clone Wars rewatch. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciate you guys. We wouldn't be where we are today without all of your support. 
Um, we're 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 gonna try and put out the best content that we that we can. Um, and we're trying to do bigger and better things. And none of this would be possible without your guys' support. So I just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, thank you guys um, so much. And now we are moving on to the next chapter of the Pod Ones podcast, which is Star Wars Rebels. Yep, absolutely. Ooh. Um, let's start with Billy. Uh, thank you again for coming on as a newcomer. So glad uh, that we could give you this platform to have people in the community. Uh, where can the good people follow you on the social medias? Yep. So you just search B I. No, wait. Don't do that. B L Y B O O P Billy Goop on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram, and you will find me. But this has been a blast. I'm so grateful that you guys invited me. You guys should be very proud of what you guys are doing. It's really thank you. Well, we appreciate, appreciate that. We appreciate that. Um, uh, Max. Uh, you can follow me. Uh. I would say the main one is my my YouTube channel, which is PMP's Den of Antiquities. I kind of uh, that's a play off of Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities because Doc Ondar has a whole bunch of random stuff in his like den, and I do video game reviews. I do a podcast. Uh, I do everything. So if that tickles your fancy, go there. Uh, I also have all the social medias. It's PMP's underscore Den. And then if you guys want cool Star Wars merch, like I 3D print a lot of like Lego lightsabers and yes. do all that stuff. Um, soon to be stickers and t-shirts. You can follow me on PMP creations. Go check out his stuff. Go check out his stuff. Yeah, I can here. Let me, uh, while you guys keep going, I'll bring it out the big, uh, blaster. blaster? Okay. Oh, I love it. I love uh, it so much. It's huge. Brandon, uh, where can the good <laughs> people follow you? That's, That's so massive. freaking cool. Yeah. Freaking pew, pew. Massive. Like, <laughs> literally covers my head. But... <laughs> It's the size of your torso. Yeah, literally. Like this is just me right now, straight up. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Brandon, where can good people follow you? Yeah, um, Darchaco on um, on TikTok, Darchaco on YouTube, um, and I do the High Ground podcast every Wednesday at five PM Pacific time. Um, and I will have all of you guys on there. Um, you know, at, at some point, because I, I also just want to make sure we spread around everything we can in the community because it's it's the best. Um, and uh, also check out Diet in the Force, which is Saturdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. That's me and um, Element 7, my dyad. Uh, and that's a lot more like news and stuff like that. And so, yeah, come come hang out with us and, and talk. It's always a good time. Absolutely. Never want to miss uh, one of their shows. It's fantastic. Uh, like I always say, without... Also, I have to say, like, thank you guys for, for doing this because, uh, you know, this this show and the amount of guests you're able to get on and the amount of um, creators, both big and small, that you're able to appreciate uh, is, is just... It's, it's inspiring. And so, yeah, it's... It's, it's it's cool. I mean, when I started making content, it felt like the Dark Ages, like no one actually liked Star Wars. And the more this web just gets connected, the more people we have doing this. And and more podcasts. We need more podcasts, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to, to Sith Face Podcast and Kessel Run Relay and yep. uh, Millennium Pod and uh, Beings of the Galaxy. Beings of the Galaxy, absolutely. Everyone, Black everyone community. else. Community. Conspiracy Black Cantina, yeah. yes, conspiracy, uh, all of them. Yep, 
Absolutely. But th- thank you. Thank you. But like I, I I always say this, without Dyad, without High Ground, there would be no pod ones. And I I, I I can say that sincerely. So Brandon, thank you. Um lift each other up. Yep, absolutely. Earth, where can the good people follow you? You find me at Hair Productions on TikTok, Hair Productions on Instagram, Hair underscore edits on Twitter, and of course you can find me here. Absolutely. Char, where can the good people follow you? Good people, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at CharCharJ, as spelled right here. And you can find us every Thursday at the Podmons Podcast. Check us out next week as we cover our Star Wars Rebels rewatch. That'll happen at 7.30 Central Standard Time. And that that's where you can find me. And you can find us every Sunday as we have our Game of Thrones uh, watch-along. I'm not Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones House of the Dragon watch-along. Sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you can follow us at TikTok on TikTok at the Pod Ones Podcast, uh, Instagram at the Pod Ones Pod, and at Pod Ones Podcast. Uh, we are, as Char just mentioned, uh, we are doing reactions and we are doing live watch-alongs of the House of Dragon and of Rings of Power. Uh, so next week is going. You're going to get both a reaction to House of Dragon and. Uh, the first two episodes of Rings of Power. So stay tuned. <laughs> I'm not that. working that one. Lucky well, no, yeah, that was me. I, Luke's I've, got editing I've, software I'm now. I gave so. Luke power. I'm like, so, can go, finally Luke. breathe. No, I am, I am the <laughs> I'm happy over now. here. I am the captain now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, go check out that content if, that's, if, if you're interested in everything. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's going to be it. On to the next one. For Light and for Life. We are all the Republic. And may the force be with you. Always. 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 We'll miss you, Clone Wars. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.